Man, Banchero and Murray have a weird offseason beef. Katie gives Joe side that if they're invited, I'm not going ultimatum. And Ben Simmons apparently has left everyone on read. My name is John. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the two hooligans with me. June, how you living, my friend? Man, I'm feeling great. Let's get it, boys. Yes, sir. JJ, how you living, my friend? Feeling good. Feeling great. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing great. Thanks, man. All right. For our first topic, it's Kevin Durant, KD, the Durant. Oh, man. And no, it's not about his ashy ankles. I'm sorry, JJ. (laughs) So on Monday, Kevin Durant had another meeting with owner Joe Tsai. And he reiterated his trade request and saying that Joe needs to either choose between him or general manager Sean Marks and coach Steve Nash. So my question to you guys, well, I have a three-part question that I kind of want everyone to answer. What is KD thinking? What is the front office thinking? And if you were Josiah, if you were in his shoes, what would you do? What would be your next move? I'm going to keep it open. Whoever wants to jump in, jump in. All right. I, I got to take this in parts. Like, I'm going to start with what is KD thinking? What I'm thinking is that he's like someone in a bad relationship, right? He thinks he, j- he just wants to get out, right? And he's just coming up with excuses and coming up with excuses. And he's thinking to himself, what is an ultimatum that I could give the Nets that's going to get me traded? Yes. <laughs> and that's that's what he came up with. And honestly, it's kind of genius. If he really wants to leave the Nets, there's no way Josai is going to say, I'm going to get rid of the GM and the coach and keep KD, right? There's There's no way. JJ, what do you think? Yeah, totally. It's like what you were just saying. If you want to get a, in a bad situation and when you give an ultimatum, you have choice A and choice B. And choice A is, you better, I'm going to leave you. And choice B is this crazy option that no one could obtain. <laughs> and he said that. Like, yeah. In the history of the NBA, I don't ever remember having a player wanting both the GM and coach out of there. So if if I'm backing up KD for this example, go ahead, John. Sorry. No, go, go, go. So if, if if I'm KD and I'm backing him up, he's probably thinking the following, okay? I have my GM that got all these veteran players that don't play defense. And what have we seen this past year? Does defense win your championships? The Warriors, the Mavs, the Celtics, the Heat, all top five defenses, right? You have a GM that got LaMarcus Aldridge with an outdated game, mid-range, offensive player. Yeah, Blake Griffin, who Detroit Piston fans <laughs> were keeping track of how many dunks he had two years ago, which was zero. Known for his dunks, and he did yeah. zero of them in Detroit, okay? You have Paul Millsap, who was supposed to beat this monster down low. I think he scored below five last year. Patty Mills, who's good, but not your defensive juggernaut, 
and Goran Dragic, who's not really good on defense. And they had DJ. Are you going to win a championship with those players? Vets on their downhill, on their downslope of performing? KD wanted DJ, though. That is, is a huge true. mistake. And huge June, mistake. Yeah. you might have wanted those other players, too. You might have vouched for Bolake and Aldridge, okay. right? <laughs> true. And for those, that's Blake Griffin, JJ is referring to, in case anybody <laughs> didn't uh, get that. <laughs> so I guess my question to you guys, follow-up question, you're, what you're saying is that you don't think that Kevin Durant had any intention of making amends, that this is his way to get traded. Is that correct? Yes, because like, okay, if you're in a relationship, like if you're trying to be, I guess, um, if you're really trying to make amends, right? Let's say you have a problem with like your girlfriend and family and friends are giving you a hard time. That's like, all right, if I was going to like cut the middle, I'd be like, okay, I, I'm going to either choose family or friends, which is a bad thing to do, by the way. Bad relationship advice to give any ultimatum <laughs> whatsoever. Okay. Yes. I could say, oh, can we not... Like, can we find new friends or can we not kick it with your family as much and stay out of the drama? Like, it's an either or thing. But like, Kevin Durant went in there with both. <laughs> like, GM and coach. Like, he might as well say, can we move like the whole city and the whole team to a new city too? Like, you know what I mean? It's unreasonable. It's he definitely, it's, yeah, I agree. I mean, he literally forced their hand. I agree with you for the record. I think this is a genius move on Durant's part if he wants to get traded because he's literally forcing their hand. Yeah. He is putting ownership in a position that they're not going to take because if you make this move and get rid of your general manager and, and coach, head coach, you are compromising the credibility of ownership. You are letting players take control of the team and that is a bad look. It's a bad precedent. So I agree with you guys. Yeah. What do you guys think and, the front office is thinking? Well, the front <laughs> office is probably thinking, what can I do to make my girlfriend happy? I gave her everything, man. I gave her that the five carat rock, gave her the dream vacation. They gave KD everything. And when you think about it, they want to get rid of Nash, but wasn't it KD and Kyrie that wanted Nash? Like yeah. the ultimate question here, it. fellas, is what is going to make Katie happy? Like he's complained about every single coach he's had. Like Scott Brooks, I didn't really like him as a coach, but hey, he got the Thunder to the finals in a crazy Western uh, conference, right? Yeah. He had Steve Kerr, who he complained about ISO. But remember when he left the Thunder, he was complaining about how the Thunder didn't have a really advanced offense. And then he complained about Steve Kerr's ball passing system. And now with Steve, after Steve Kerr, you have Steve Nash, who he handpicked. So which one is it? You want more ISO ball? Where you're the guy in charge, you want more passing? It seems like he's never gonna be happy. Yeah, if I'm the front office, like if I'm Sean Marks, okay, who's the GM, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I I wasn't even doing GM stuff. Like I gave yeah. that to you, Kevin Durant. You were the GM that put this stuff together. So I don't know why you're criticizing me. You kind of hamstrung me in this. 
And then if I'm, right. you know, if I'm Steve Nash, I'm like, wait, what? Like, I'm gone? Like, you invited me here. You invited me to the party. And now you want to, like, stop me. You want to bounce me out the door. And you know, like, you know what's crazy about that, Jun? Is that the Nets paid KD one year, the whole year when he was off. That's like yeah, if that's true. I invited John to a party and I said, can you bring over a bottle? And the bottle's $100. And when he came over there, I'm like, I'm like, can I have it? And then ask him to leave. <laughs> that's happened before. Yeah, I feel like you've done that before. <laughs> this, is, this is from uh, from recent exposure. Anyway. John, what, what, what are you, you thinking about like Josiah? Like, what do you think he's thinking during this conversation? I think he's he's been done with Kevin Durant, to be honest with you. I feel like Josiah is a no-nonsense type of guy. And I know that he wants to win, but I, I, I don't know. He just strikes me as somebody that would just get rid of his star players. And I know he's trying. He's probably been trying for however long, the last month or two. But he is he hasn't been experienced. He hasn't experienced in the NBA or as an owner for a long time. So he's probably just, you know, overreaching and asking for way too much. And he's going to have to take a step down. It's all Rudy Gobert's fault. It's all yeah. the, the yeah. Jazz's fault. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just think he wants to be done with this and the drama, regardless of how bad they'll be probably next year if they lose Kevin Durant. I'm Do thinking... you guys agree? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's what Joe Sy is probably thinking. But if I were Joe Sy, I don't know, man. I would kind of want to, like, I don't know. I, I think I would, like, search for revenge a little bit against KD. Where it's like, all right, well, if that's really it, I guess you're going to be on the squad. And if you don't want to get paid for not playing, then you could not get paid. Or I'm going to give you what I've been offered. And they're going to be everywhere but the places you want to go. So now you got to make a choice. I don't know. Yeah. And you know what? He signed that contract last year with Max Money. They rewarded him with that contract. They don't have to trade him. That's true. Another four years. That's what he's supposed to play. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to move us on to our next topic. So Ben Simmons, I know we haven't talked about him a lot. He has not been playing a lot in the last year or two, but he is in the news again. Thankfully, I guess for us. Shooting threes? Is he shooting threes? No, he's not shooting threes. He's not on the bench. He's doing something else. According to Rick Buecher, and I will say, Rick Buecher, I question the veracity of this column, but we're going to entertain it anyways. So. After the Nets game three loss to Boston, Nets players asked Ben Simmons in a group chat. I, for some reason, I just keep thinking it's like TikTok or Snapchat. Anyway, they were in a group <laughs> chat and they asked him if he'd play in game four. Ben did not answer and he left the group chat, allegedly. And Durant's response was, this is, quote, this is who I'm playing with. <laughs> so Shams, he said that the allegations of this were not true and then but today ben simmons tweeted quote slow news day which i kind of agree with and anyway i i kind of want to get what do you guys think of this story do you think there's truth to it and 
I guess hypothetically, we can just entertain it. If it is true, what are your thoughts? Okay, even if it's not true, the fact that it's in a lot of news shows you that what everyone thinks of Ben Simmons. That's what it comes down to. We're bringing it up on this pod because we've heard about Ben Simmons. His actions speak louder than words, and the fact that he didn't even try to play this whole year kind of shows you that is this story fake? Maybe, but we're thinking about it, we're talking about it, and that's the character of Ben Simmons that we all have in our heads now. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I don't know if if this story is true. Like, it's amazing that I could think that it might be true. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like, it's it's not like beyond belief that Ben Simmons would be part of a group chat and just like leave it. You know what I you mean? You wouldn't put it past him. Exactly. Which I is sad. And I also wouldn't <laughs> put it past Kevin Durant to be like, this is who I'm playing with. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, the characters, just the characters of the players in this story make it believable. And I don't know if that's just the uh, the narrative or the, the perception of these players, but I agree with you. It's If anybody in the NBA would have a story like this and have it be somewhat true, it would be Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant. <laughs> Absolutely. Am man. I right? Yeah. Um, okay, if I'm Kevin Durant and I see this, I, I think that would be a tipping point for me too. I don't know. How, how credible is Rick Buecher? Not very credible, at least from my experience. Yeah, I would agree with John on that one for sure. <laughs> so like most likely this story is probably fake, right? I don't know where Rick Buecher's source is coming from. I don't he's know. He's a if... group member in the chat, and he's, he's <laughs> he hacked into the the Zoom call or whatever. What is what's going on? Oops, wrong number. Right, right. Yeah, so I I think I believe Shams in this that it's probably yeah. probably not true. Yeah, I mean, but it's still kind of funny to think about, you know. And anyway, Ben Simmons hasn't been in the. We haven't seen a Ben Simmons three practice drill yet. And it's true. It's been, what three or four months? So, gotta get on that, Mr. Ben. <laughs> anyway, before we move on to our next topic, we're gonna take a little break, and here's a word from our sponsor. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially the summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And boys, we're going to move on to our next topic here. We're going to talk about Anthony Davis. Sean Denevy of Heavy reported that some people in the front office of the Lakers would prefer to explore a Davis trade um, when LeBron James exits the franchise. And quote, it said, 
a lot of that depends on where LeBron winds up. If he stays in Los Angeles and he stays a Laker, he had a lot personally invested in AD being there. So yes, in that case, Davis stays. But it is not a sure thing. There are some in the organization who would not mind seeing what they can bring back for AD, but they they do not with LeBron there. You get 2024 though, and maybe things change. So basically, what they're saying is that the only way that they explore AD's value is if LeBron is gone. And Davis is under contract for at least 23-24. His five-year, $190 million contract includes a player option for the 24-25 campaign. And it would make sense for him to opt out with eyes on a new max. So my question to you guys here is do you think this is the right move for the Los Angeles Lakers? Or do you think the time to look for an AD trade would possibly be now? I think you should always explore trades. I I mean, I don't like the fact that this got leaked, but everything seems to get leaked these days. You just can't avoid it. And the players just have to deal with it. It's part of the business, as they say. I think you always got to explore trades. You know, there's certain players, obviously, like LeBron James and Steph Curry and Giannis. There are guys that you probably don't even entertain that idea. But with guys like Anthony Davis, who are a tier below that, or, but are still stars, all-stars, and, and some some season superstars, you, you kind of have to just see what's out there. That, that doesn't mean that you're going to actually take the steps or progress those ex- explorations, but... You know, you're not going to do yourself any, any, uh, you're going to do yourself a disservice, I would say, by not being open minded to all possibilities. And AD's been hurt a lot. He's still in his late 20s, but I mean, I don't think I've ever seen, I mean, I probably have, but, and that's exaggerating, but he's one of those guys where it was such a downfall from his 2020 year where he was absolutely dominating. And then the 2021 and then last year, you know, he just wasn't, he was hurt, but he also just wasn't a great shooter anymore. He he just wasn't performing like he's capable of. So, I, I mean, I would explore it, but most likely they're probably not going to trade him. And as, as the article stated that as long as LeBron's there, LeBron's probably not going to want him traded as that's probably the best player LeBron's ever played with other than Wade. Wade's probably number one, AD's number two. But, you know, um, or even Kyrie's number two. Kyrie, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's one of the best big. I would say he's the best big man that LeBron's ever played with. So I don't think the Lakers are going to do anything with that. I think it's just maybe just clickbait a little bit. But uh, who knows? We'll see. Yeah, with the Laker front office. Sorry, John. I'm not really surprised that this got leaked, especially with the questionable moves they've had with the past few seasons. But what this really comes down to, gentlemen, is availability is the best ability and just like what john hit you know on the the nail on the head is that ad hasn't been available and in the nba it's become a skill to become available and healthy we've seen players and june you could probably back me up on this where stephen curry had multiple ankle issues and he actually had to learn how to run again so right focused on form um, started to hit the weights just like what Jordan did 
after the Pistons run, hit the weights and AD, you know, they call him street clothes for a reason and <laughs> I'm sure it didn't make a lot of Laker fans feel comfortable where it was leaked or whatever posted that he hasn't shot a basketball since April and it was three months, right? So if this is your job and your job is to be in shape and take care of your body and be skillful, does AD align with those elements? Maybe, but he does get injury prone and that's the fact that he missed a lot of games. Right. Yeah. I'm kind of twisting uh, this. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 go. Sorry. I'm going to venture to say that if, if this was leaked, you know, by the Lakers camp, it's kind of a good leak. Like, because you're basically telling LeBron, like, hey, your guy AD, he's going to be here no matter what. Like, we are not going to trade him in hopes to get other pieces. Like, I, I want to pair you two together. And I would think that LeBron would be agreeable to that pairing, right? I don't, I don't think LeBron's looking elsewhere for another, like, a number two to his one other than AD. Unless you think there's something else there. What were you going to say, John? I was just going to say that, I, I mean, I would at least give it a year with Darvin Ham and see how he utilizes True. the team, how he utilizes AD more importantly. They say that he's going to run the offense through Anthony Davis, but I've heard that before in past years. That was with Vogel, who hasn't, who's not really known for to be an offensively minded coach. So, I mean, this, you know, a new coach, a new system might do wonders for AD. And I, I'd like to see that before we even entertain the, the idea of maybe trading him, which I still think is far-fetched to begin with. Agreed. And only time will tell with, uh, I guess, Anthony Davis's future along with LeBron James. We're going to talk about the next topic here. Um, did you guys see this like Paulo Banchero and DeJounte Murray? <laughs> like online feud, off-season feud that was going on. It's kind of crazy, but it goes a little like this. During an Isaiah Thomas, Zeke, and tournament in Tacoma, Washington, they're both from they're both from Washington, the state of Washington. And it appeared that those two players were sort of like in a feud, and it started with Bancaro, who knocked Murray to the ground under the basket. And, you know, some, some players and other teammates came to, like, help Murray up and Murray bumped into Banchero and kind of like patted him across the belly kind of like saying like all right I see you I see what you did there and Murray kind of escalated it by doing like this little fake out behind Banchero's back in which he did an alley-oop off the backboard and dunked it in and then he like threw the ball like at Banchero kind of like jawing at him talking at him and RJ there's a little video there um if you want to play it and he posted this video of him doing this with Banchero and quote it says <laughs> welcome to the big leagues in all caps disrespectful they said yeah I know and then Banchero later responded he said lol unfollowed me on the gram and everything it must be personal huh you that's fine just make sure you guard up next time and stop sending double family <laughs> And then Murray responded with this. He said, you tried to flex that number two pick-ish on me when I've been rooting for you when you was a kid asking to rebound for me. Don't get on this internet saying nothing. 
You changed me from a humble kid you always was, and I stand on real-ish, boy, and you know. You made it and changed, and I lost all respect. This is one of the strangest beefs I've seen. Like, a, a rookie with, I, I guess you would call him a vet now, right? With DeJounte Murray. Even before Wait. the season starts. Go ahead, John. Wait, did did Murray say that he tried to flex the number two pick on him? It wasn't Benchero the number one pick? One, yeah. Yeah. One pick. So either Murray's got the quote wrong or the article needs to, the editor needs to be fired. <laughs> this is so, true. So anyway, okay, I got a few thoughts on this. Number one, it's just a wreck game. I, I know it's competitive. I love the trash talking, but what's with the unfollowing on Instagram? Really? Murray, you're going to follow Benchero on Instagram after you. you guys were just clowning on each other? I mean, it's a competitive basketball yeah, game. It, it, it seemed, okay, maybe I'm wrong here, but Murray looked a little bit sensitive. A little too sensitive. Like, not Kevin Durant sensitive, maybe somewhere in the middle. But he definitely overreacted. And the only issue I have with this, you know, the, comp the competition and the smack talking, I kind of love that. I enjoy that that atmosphere and that vibe. It brings me back to like the 90s, our old school style of basketball. But the problem I have with it is that Murray told Benchero, I hope I'm saying his last name correctly, I could be butchering it, but he said to him that don't flex that number one pick stuff on me, stay humble. And what's crazy to me is there's actually video of, of Murray, I think in the same game or maybe in a different game, where he there's this random guy, not an NBA player, basically a nobody, right? Someone like you and me, but probably obviously better than that, that he was clowning him, trying to guard Murray, and Murray bounced the ball off his head. Like, you know when you're at a, in a park and somebody is not as good as you and you know it, and you're just clowning on him, you're messing with him, you're like dribbling around him in circles. It's pretty disrespectful. And I wouldn't have a problem with that in any normal circumstance, but for the fact that Murray said call somebody else not humble and arrogant it's just like so hypocritical to me right 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 because you're not you're not you're not that's not how what you're displaying what you're showing you're not being a good influence in that regard and if you're gonna do that that's fine if you're gonna clown around if you're gonna throw basketballs at people's heads and not take the game seriously that's fine but don't call somebody else for being not being humble when you're doing the exact opposite you know in the game yeah. it's crazy to me like that's whack i don't know how you guys feel I, I about agree. it i agree about that and actually that that's actually one of our dubber duds is murray oh. bouncing that ball on that guy's head so john you gotta go first man dubber dud <laughs> oh man that is a dud for sure as i mentioned i mean i don't have to go into it again but murray just if you're gonna talk smack about people not being humble then you gotta showcase that don't don't do the opposite of what of what what you're trying to say it's too hypocr hypocritical agree jj double dud and then you can respond to what john will say uh i'll try to intertwine my answer to answering both but i would say dud and dud and let me break it down actually dub for the competitive fire between those two dud for bringing it to social media june what's up with that i thought you i don't know what's up with that you you leave it on the court. If you have a, you have that energy while you're playing, and once the game is done, it's done. Especially for pickup, 
And you're right. both from Washington. You're supposed to show the ropes to this young fella. And, you know, let him know what's up. But if you gotta go online and talk about your feelings and how you, you're angry and talking about unfollows and then flexes on the number <laughs> one pick. And it's just like, no, nah, I don't want to sound like the old guy on the pod, fellas, but I don't like that. I don't think that's our style. We live yeah, on yeah port, no, it's so right? black too. And the fact that they probably, you know, Murray and and Bencher and Benchero has more leeway because he's younger in my book, right? So he gets like Murray's been in the league for quite some, a little time now, and so he probably tweeted that or at least put it on his Instagram immediately after he left the gym, right. sitting out by the parking lot. Yeah, like this. What this reminds me of is okay. We we've all played pickup basketball before, right? Right. Have you guys ever played pickup basketball? With someone that like props their phone up, and they're gonna they're gonna record the whole thing because they want to chop it up and cut highlights and post it of them playing basketball, right? Except this is different because Dejounte Murray is a professional basketball player, and you post your own highlight. Like who does that, right? Yeah, that, that's like weak. that's so weak. That's so weak yeah. in my opinion. You let other people, okay? You let other accounts post your highlights. You don't post your own highlight and then yeah. use it as ammunition to fire at like fire back at Banchero. Like that just seems I don't know, man. Something doesn't little, smell right to me. A little extra, let me add on to this with that the double dungeon, which is you know how you pull that random move or the the move on the random player by bouncing the ball on his head. And right. it looked like it was pretty hard. It's like that's extra. That's extra yeah. for an NBA player to do it from on a UPS worker that works nine to five. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't right. post myself. You know, if I had MMA experience and I got into a fight with a with an eighteen year old, I wouldn't post that. Yeah, there's different skill levels. It's not my it's not my my job to play basketball. Yeah, absolutely agree. And, you know, I'm going to take us to our next dub or dud. The new trio, the new oh New York goodness. Knicks basketball trio, Jalen Brunson, Obi Toppin, Julius Randle. They went to Pro City to compete and they lost. They lost to a team by 13 who had the likes of Jordan Aaron and some dude named Jordan Washington. So... <laughs> Dub or dud? What do you guys think of this? John? A dub. Because it's always funny to laugh at the New York Knicks. Year <laughs> after year after year. Man, But Knicks. let me say this, man. man Knicks. At least they lost to two Jordans. They could say that. Maybe they're related <laughs> to Michael Jordan. Not Aaron 40. Jordan, but Jordan yeah. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, they they dropped forty and forty. Jordan Aaron and Jordan Washington. That's wild, man. I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of embarrassing. And I, I know JJ wants to go off on this, so I'm gonna let him. Go ahead, JJ. What you think? Hey, man. I'm always in the lines of it's just a pickup game. Don't take it too serious. But if you have three professional athletes on the same team. I don't care how much chemistry the other team has, because I know chemistry does kind of a lot. You cannot, one, lose, but let alone lose double digits. 
Ellis, the other two dudes, Jordan Aaron, Jordan Washington, score score 40 points each? Is this a bad foreshadow of what's about to happen this upcoming season for the Knicks? Because this is these aren't Knicks scrubs, guys. Um, yeah, right. These are arguably three starters. It's actually not even about the win or the loss to me, right? It, I think it's more about well, yeah, in a sense it is. But they, they lost by double digits tells me that they weren't like they weren't pissed about losing the game, like losing at all, right? They didn't. I don't know. It just seemed like they weren't competitive. Yeah. The- I don't even know what to make of this story. Like, is Jordan Aaron and Jordan Wa- Jordan Washington are like are they gonna get signed to like two way contracts to the Knicks? <laughs> like after this, like did they just like win a contract? I like it's so strange, man. <laughs> These guys are totally unknown, and they drop forty each. None of the Knicks trios like even broke thirty. Like, how does that even happen? And you're at you're not even playing like professional against professional basketball players like this is Not absolutely even... strange man g-leaguers ncaa players straight right up. i mean are, are we the sure that workers. it's not are we sure it's not aaron jordan and washington jordan two brothers <laughs> of michael jordan <laughs> <laughs> we will look into that before our next number dud um it seems as if snoop dogg has acquired death row like back in february and today or maybe this week he chained Steph Curry like literally put a chain on him as an honorary member of Death Row Records Dub or Dud what do you guys think of this okay and this is going to be the unpopular opinion but I'm going to go with Dud here oh watch, and the watch reason, your mouth man uh, oh, dare watch you. <laughs> and the reason the only reason I say that is not because I, I I hate on Steph Curry I think this is more of a Dud on Snoop Dogg's part because what what why i mean look i love steph as an nba player but what does he have to do with rap music and with death row records nothing so i'm gonna give this a dud i know it's not the popular opinion but i'm sticking with it i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with dub and i'm not trying to attack you john but i am super surprised that out of all the basketball players, he did not give the chain to his team, the Lakers. I'm totally yeah. not. I'm totally unsurprised by that because <laughs> if you know Snoop Dogg, he's a fan of about 16 teams in the NBA. Ooh, shots fired! <laughs> is shots he fired. is he like the old school Drake? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think he has like a jacket he's, with like he's the dude with the jacket with all the teams on it? Snoop is the Snoop is the OG J- Drake is what that is. I see. I see what you did there. All right, our next one is Jaron Jackson revealed on a TikTok video that the Grizzlies have a Draymond Green quote written on the blackboard in their weight room for motivation. And the quote goes like this, Memphis is really or sorry, Memphis is going to get their reality check. Dash Draymond Green what do you guys think about Memphis having this in their locker room? I'm going to start with JJ here. Uh, the Grizzlies were talking a lot of smack at the Warriors. You can't do that at the Champions. Sorry, you're not at that level yet. I'm talking like a homer. But bulletin board material is always good for motivation. 
I'll just say this. Draymond Green, living rent-free. Dub or dud? What do you think? Dud for the Grizzlies. Dub for the dubs. I like it. John. Yeah, JJ stole the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say Draymond Green is living rent-free in the Memphis Grizzlies head because <laughs> they're, they're, they're thinking a lot of, awfully lot about him and talking about him. And I, and I know that they beat the, the Grizzlies lost to the Warriors, but at the end of the day, man, you got to find your own motivation. You got to find, like, you got to want to win because you want to win. You want to win a championship. And at the end of the day, it's going to come down to you and your teammates and your front office and everybody within that circle of the team. It doesn't, the outside factors don't matter as much. But, yeah, you know, they got to find something to motivate them. They got to find something to motivate them. It's just not for me. So I'm going to say dud. This is a huge dud. In my opinion, like ginormous dud, like Jaron Jackson, like if if you if your target is Draymond Green and the Golden State Warriors, you don't want to show them that you're even thinking about them. Right. You don't want to show any sort of weakness. Do you know what Draymond Green is thinking right now? He's like smiling at that video. He's like, I won. I already won. And the season hasn't even begun anyway. That's actually all we have for tonight's show. I want to thank you two for being on. John, thanks for being on, man. Hey, thank you. Have a great night. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Thank you, guys. Shout out to Sammy. Best episode ever. Definitely shout out to Sammy. And shout out to RJ, our video producer, who's putting us on Twitch and YouTube right now. Check out our YouTube channel. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast. And follow us on Twitter, at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rosa Panza. This is The Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.